Welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Pault, and today I've got the president of North American Operations for an Ocean, Neil Cannon, and, uh, well, we're going to talk about the Internet of Things. Isn't that right, Neil? Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you, Alex. Appreciate uh, you taking the time to have us on. Oh, well, I love having people especially like you on the show because, well, the Internet of Things, uh, Smart Grid, all of these huge buzzwords, they're really all like the blind men and the elephant. I mean, we're all just grabbing onto the closest piece to us and saying, this is what it is. Uh, what is your observation? Well, I think your point about it being an elephant is uh, largely correct. Uh, we've only begun to do a handful of the things that will be done in this very large Internet of Things. You know, we, the first part of the Internet, which I was uh, heavily involved in myself, uh, was just a matter of wiring up computers and maybe integrating the phone system. And then, of course, it went mobile for us, and that, that did expand a lot of what could be connected. But it's person-to-person. -person. Now it's, you know, thing-to-person, thing-to-thing. Um, and this is a much larger task, uh, you know, the, even just if you look at the energy efficiency world or the building world. In the United States, you've got something like, let's say, 6 billion light fixtures, roughly speaking. So that's quite a few, 20 per person or so. Um, just hooking those up is going to be a big enough task. That, that hasn't been <laughs> – that that's an obvious one, and it hasn't been anywhere near completely accomplished, even with mm -hmm. rebates and heavy push. Now let's talk about mm -hmm. the, the energy that's wasted by leaving a window open. Uh, this happens in a hotel rooms every day. Windows are left open and air conditioning escapes and heat escapes. Um, and, no, and no one really has a good feedback to, to solve that. And that's a unique opportunity for an unpowered device, a device that sits there passively and when, then gives you a signal when you need it to tell you that window is open. I better shut this air conditioning off. There's huge gains to be made, enormous progress that can be accomplished by relatively simple things. But the hardest things mm -hmm. to get done are those things that have no power assigned to them. But then again, Neil, it's perfect. I mean, I still have, it's got to be at least five years old, an ocean um, energy harvesting switch demo. Yeah, so that, that was where an ocean really started um, making a huge amount of progress was just with you know, thinking one step beyond, let's put a battery in there, which is just going to create another maintenance headache for everyone. Let's let's see if we can mm -hmm. just do the switching function, which is a very slight um, action on your, you know, the part of your hand that really is necessary to create that energy. And by combining these competencies, the, the radio technology, the energy harvesting, and then very, very low power circuitry, we were able to make you know, arguably one of the most successful devices in 400,000 buildings worldwide <clears throat> that, that does this exact task. And that, that can be used for anything. And, and what isn't probably uh, remembered when people use these switches is inordinate amounts of copper wire are saved by not putting in more wire, by just putting in these energy harvesting switches. So it's, it's kind of a mm -hmm. double savings. You know, you don't want that, you don't want that uh, excess material put in you don't want those batteries put in. You really want the, the minimal um, job done. And the job is really just an information job. Just get me a signal that says mm -hmm. this device should be on, it should be dimmed, it should be off. That's all I really want to know about it. Maybe if it gets a little more complicated, we can set a scene with it or something. But that's really the only job right. for that, that particular piece of technology. Edge of the network IoT is where most of the difficult problems are. 
and as we describe edge of network IoT, that necessarily becomes unwired. It just has to be because there's just no way. There's not enough copper in all the mines to put all these devices <laughs> on the Internet in a wired fashion. It just isn't. Um, so we're going to have to go, go to wireless technology. The really cool thing mm-hmm. is now with dedicated networks, we can give you, you know, as good as a wire connection, which really wasn't possible, um, it, you know, until Notion went and did their homework very carefully. Um, and I think it will be true of almost all uh, protocols over time because every protocol is getting better. But Notion was um, one of the first that really pushed that sub-gigahertz for the building application as good as a wire technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and uh, Neil, that's the beautiful thing about it. You hit the nail directly on the head. Uh, and then some, because one of the things I love about engineering is there's no such thing as one benefit. The knife doesn't cut in just one direction. You don't just save all that copper. You save the energy that would have been needed to put the copper in place. You save, you save the energy for the smelting, transport, and you save all of the thermals of the power distribution to get all of that power from 20, 30 miles away to the wall switch that doesn't even need to have constant power on it. You know, the thermal, the power, the energy efficiency, the materials, the labor, the logistics, it's such a huge cascading wave of benefit, it almost staggers the mind that we haven't done more faster. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you're absolutely right. The the the, um, the savings at the edge propagate back into the power network. They propagate back into the supply chain, and they mm-hmm. really do uh, address you know what is arguably going to be one of our long term, well, two of our long term growing hot expenses. Energy will become more expensive, and labor will become more expensive over time. Human labor. Um, it just it. And it's happening already in the major cities in the United States. The labor is is a dominant factor in any project. But I also think there's been a little bit of a a feeling about wireless technology framed by, let's say, the experiences we all have every day with our cell phones that it needs to be, um, you know, still improved further to be more reliable. And that's probably because, you know, it took a long time for the wireless providers of cellular technology to get their networks to the point where the, you know, calls are no longer dropped on a routine basis and so forth. And there are still FCC regulations that limit the amount of power an antenna can send out. Um, so mm-hmm. if you get 20 cell phone users around a tower, no problem. But if you get 2,000, some of those people are going to experience <laughs> dropped calls because the, the, the tower just can't broadcast more. That isn't true of a building network. A building network is a very well-contained thing. And I think most of the applications we're talking about here, whether they run over a Notion protocol, Bluetooth low energy, uh, or any other type of dedicated network within a building, isn't going to have, let's say, the dropped call. Um, In fact, the way Notion typically parses out their information, we do it in what we call telegrams, which means it's just a very small burst. And if that isn't received, it's retried. And it's very simple there really isn't that problem of connectivity loss that people have perceived to be the case in some, you know, I would say the broad public, of course, the engineering community is much better, knows all these, all these details and knows exactly what they're doing. But, but getting past that is, is going to take a little while. 
And then the other thing we've got to work against is, you know, building codes and, you know, just the way things are put together and, you know, creatures of habit and downstream dynamics within getting buildings retrofit and built take time to change. That's changing very fast in certain parts of the country. Like I would say, California is, is at the vanguard here uh, of doing that. And you'll see more and more and more wireless technology being put to good use there. It will probably follow quickly um, throughout the Northeast, which is one of those areas where energy is quite quite expensive and there really is no great possibility to put in more generating capacity. And of course, labor usually follows population density. So that's that's where the energy is dear as well. And, and, and surprisingly, other parts of the country are beginning to incentivize the use of communications technologies to really lower their energy usage. And I think as legislative initiatives carry us deeper into, you know, carbon conservation or maybe carbon reduction over time, we'll see more and more of this type of technology getting deployed. I think it's one of the best times to be in this industry, one of the most fascinating times for yeah. sure. Um, it's still very early days when you look at the numbers, but the proliferation of technologies and the types of jobs that are being done are just very, very interesting. I agree completely, Neil. Now, um, how does one get involved? Uh, where do they go for more information? What's your URL? And then how do I walk in the front door and say, let's get started? Okay. Uh, in North America, we have obviously uh, a, a dedicated sales channel uh, that provides technology not only to um, customers who need it directly, but we often bring in some of our partners. Uh, that are, the, the Notion Alliance was extremely effective, building up over 1,500 products that are available to be used. And for instance, if you if you needed a particular type of gas sensor. Maybe a notion the company itself doesn't make that product, but one of our partners might well make it. And so if your network is, is in need of such a device, we can point you in the right direction. We can get you set up with, with the right technology for your project. One of the things that's clear is that the proliferation of types of things that need to be sensed is one of the main challenges. Uh, a hospital cares about a certain number of uh, key factors, which is different from a school, which is different from a, a hotel, which is different from a, a restaurant. And all of these things will continue to be um, refined, improved, cost-reduced, of course, and it's not the work of one company that really makes it happen. It's the work of a group of companies. So we get you started. We can pull you into, let's say, the, the Alliance family, and we can get you set up with the right specifications. We have really, really skilled people here in the United States, good applications engineers, really smart, well-trained salespeople that know this, this field and these technologies extremely well. Some of them were even uh, heavily involved in energy-efficient building themselves. So. Agreed. Well, and, and that's the beautiful thing about this space is that you're really not going to find a lot of people saying, oh, my God, we shouldn't make systems more efficient, and, oh, I hate saving money, and, boy, I love wasting money on power. So, you know, that's the beautiful part about it is we're actually moving the ball in the direction everybody likes. That's one of the things I love about what we do. But unfortunately, Neil, it is a podcast. We are on a time limit. And, uh, but before I let you go, I always have my guests get the last word. 
Uh, it could be a little bit more about what Inotion's doing or maybe a new product or something you'd like to pitch from Inotion uh, or just something uh, for our audience, but the floor is yours. Well, I would say, you know, very candidly, Alex, and thank you for the time to, to allow us to give a, a brief uh, talk on your, on your show. There's a couple things. We're doing many, many things, but there's a couple things that stand out and your listeners may want to be aware of those. One is we're working down at the level of making energy harvesting technology available on more radio protocols. And the first of those you'll start to see is Bluetooth technology. Uh, BLE in particular will be um, a product offering from an ocean that expands its reach into more applications because that's, you know, becoming a, a more used technology within buildings. The other thing we're doing is on the very high level, we're starting to partner to allow information to reach more uh, cloud-based uh, companies, the companies that really specialize. And the work we're starting here is with IBM. In fact, my colleague Andrea Schneider is going to be doing a, a presentation with them in November. And uh, that's the other direction we're moving. We, we realize we have to go to the very small they're very granular, but we also have to expand upward and make sure the value of our devices is recognized all the way up at the cloud level so that people get seamless end-to-end experience. So, you know, well, like I said, I, I, I said you get the last word, so I'm going to leave what you said. But all I'm going to say is agreement, agreement, agreement. I mean, I think it's so beautiful that we're, we're all working towards a more positive result across the board. I'm really glad you came on the show, and I've got to drag you back. I always tell my guests that I'm bringing them back, but I love talking about this stuff, and I can't wait to bring you back into the show so we can talk some more. Well, I, I really appreciate your time, Alex, and uh, it's a topic I've worked on for quite a while. So it's very gratifying to have you, uh, you know, think highly of our work and, and uh, we, we look forward to contributing further with you. Oh, the pleasure is mine. And I'd like to take a moment to thank our audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>